Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Transfix, a podcast to get your fix of all things trans and queer. I'm your host, Des Tabato, and today we have Thomas on the call. Hi, I'm Tom. I go by he, him pronouns. Uh, I graduated from Oakland University in 2019, and I'm currently getting a dual master's in theology and women and gender studies from Loyola University, Chicago. Ooh, that's so cool. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a that's pretty cool to get like I mean, to even get one master's, you know? And then you're getting two. That's so cool. Thank you. Um is it an online program? Uh for now it's online. I was supposed to move to Illinois back before COVID, but uh, the, the entire university is shut down and entirely online until at least fall 2021. So still in Michigan. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it's I'm probably bumming a little bit cause probably excited about the move, but also it's kind of nice. I get to, to stay in Michigan, home. the greatest place. <laughs> I can't tell. Is that sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I feel that though. Like, Sometimes I'm like, yay, Michigan, like, don't install the mitten, but also, yeah. like, ugh, Michigan, you know what I mean? Like, damn, fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially in the winter, man, like, I'm like, oh, the snow, get out of here. The snow, the ice, no, no thank you. But that I get the same thing in Chicago, so. Yeah, I guess that's true. Get that, um, what you call it? Lake effect <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so I had a couple of questions for you. How long have you been involved with the church? Uh, I converted to the Catholic church in 2017. Before that, I was kind of an unaffiliated Wiccan is what I called myself. But uh, I I was in a class on um, the Reformation and Reformation literature. And we read this poem on God's love for everyone. It was written in like the 1600s by an Anglican clergyman. And the only reason he wanted it published was that he he said, I only want this to be published if it'll help people convert. And I read it and I was like, I got to go to a church and see for myself if this is true. <laughs> so I went and I really liked it. I fell in love. So I went through... Uh, RCIA, which is like Catholic Adult Catechism. Oh, yep. I've done that program and as well. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's a great program. Yeah, it was really good. I re- I learned a lot. I think it's kind of cool going through it as like, uh, you know, being older. I feel like yeah. you can kind of absorb a little bit more. You can absorb and you have experiences to look back and reflect on while you learn. And Yeah, I just, I'm glad that I went through it as an adult. And I was baptized. I was baptized at the Easter Vigil in 2017, and I've been a Catholic ever since then. Wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I See, for me, yeah. I, uh, like, was raised Catholic. Um, right. And I had been, I mean, I was baptized as, like, an infant, you know, like, tiny Des. Um, 
<laughs> and then I made my communion and then my like my mom had there were some issues with the church. Um yeah. I can't ex- exactly remember what happened. Um but basically they kind of weren't I don't know being welcoming or something wasn't like right. My mom's pretty funny about certain things. Um I wouldn't say funny, but like you know No, I, mean? I, I get it. Yeah. Um so from then we kind of like had like a separation a little bit. We would still like occasionally go to service um mm-hmm. for like the holidays and stuff like that. And then like uh I think it was my senior year in high school. I did the RC uh, um RCIA program. So that was really cool. I learned a lot and I, it was pretty enjoyable. And um, like it was cool to just talk about it. Like my sister was also in the class with me and um, some other people that I knew. So it was kind of cool. And then other people who like from the community as well were there. So it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun in RCIA. Like I, it was just like, a church that I'd never been to and I didn't really know anybody there, but they have these built in community oriented events and you get to meet people and it was just cool. I don't know. I found a whole new community there. That's good. (laughs) We like having uh, communities and and friends and such (laughs) or chosen family. Right. It's a good (laughs) vibe. vibe. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I guess you kind of touched on it a little, little bit. Um, How has your, relationship with like religion changed over the past couple of years well uh being trans uh being a catholic is a little bit difficult <laughs> uh i was <laughs> i was really lucky that the church that i was baptized in was very progressive for a catholic church like i was allowed to be confirmed and write my my, my name thomas in the book of the elect and things like that Uh, but at the same time, it's like the church itself is still an oppressive structure against trans people and a lot of other people. So, I mean, kind of growing in my faith as a Catholic, despite that, and really digging deep into the traditions and what they are and why they are and, and like really embracing myself as a child of God and a trans person at the same time, like those aren't mutually exclusive. Uh, and that's something that I'm still working on. That's still hard, you know, it's not like, it's not something the church really teaches all that much. Yeah. They would rather that trans people not transition or just kind of accept your biological sex, quote unquote. (laughs) So just accepting myself as a queer child of God is something that, I've been really growing towards, and I think that's a lifelong journey. So, uh, what is one misconception that people have about, like, the Catholic Church or religion as a whole? Uh, I think there are a lot of misconceptions people have. Uh, Basically, like, I think a lot of people view all religions, but the Catholic Church, in, in this instance, as monolithic, like, the Pope says that being transgender is a bad thing. So therefore all Catholics 
think that being trans is a bad thing or there's no such thing as a queer Catholic or queer Catholics are like they have issues or whatever. And I just don't think that's true. Like there's black and white in everything, you know, like um, they're radical leftist Catholics. They're socially conservative Catholics. Same. It's the same with any other group of people. You know, you can find conservative trans people. You can find like, right. hard leftist trans people. I mean, I think we have to look at religion for what it is, is like in the world, the dirty, I don't know if dirty is like a good word, <laughs> but like it's it's complicated and there's so many different traditions, there's so many Catholics and there's a million different ways to practice the faith. And I, th- I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions mm-hmm. is that we're all the same. No, I think that that brings up, uh, you know, a good point. I like how you, you know, so many dynamics to individuals, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I can be, I can be this, I can be this at the same time, you know what I mean? Or also this, and like multiple facets, you know, that make up like a person's identity, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's something that Jesus teaches, you know, that people are complicated. We aren't all perfect. We all can't, God recognizes that we're all different we all have different needs and that's not a, no. that's not a bad thing you know and jesus meets people where they're at and jesus is in the face of every queer person of every straight person of every person of color like that's just yeah what it is you know and i think that uh there are like catholic liberation theology which teaches that economic justice is something that God wants for people because God doesn't want people to live in poverty. There's also like feminist biblical scholarship, which looks at the Bible from like a feminist Mm. point of view and like Catholic uh, socialism, Catholic, like the Catholic worker movement where they go out and live in the communities in small anarchist communities where they all take care of each other and mutual aid. So, I mean, if you look at the Catholic Church as like a giant conservative monolith, you kind of miss these other things that Catholics are doing in the world right. to make it a better. Yeah, there's a lot of like different um, subsets or whatever that I had never, like movements or whatever you were mentioning that I haven't heard of before. Yeah, like Catholic feminism, uh, I think is really interesting. Um, I've been reading a lot more queer and feminist biblical scholarship, like. I recently read the book uh, The Soul of the Stranger by Joy Landier, I think. And she goes through the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, with like a transgender perspective. And she's reading these stories with like a, a genderqueer lens. And it's very beautiful. And it's very like the Bible itself is not right. static. You know what I mean? Like. People, every person who reads the Bible has different life experiences that they bring to it. And I think this is like one of the most beautiful things of sacred scripture is that it speaks to everyone. And that's God's way of one of God's ways of interacting with people. Queer yeah, people I never included. thought of, I thought of it like that. But yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, she has this really beautiful example of... Um, the book of Genesis, how God creates light 
from the darkness. Like, the world is dark. God creates light. But that doesn't mean that we have complete darkness and then absolute light. There's still, like, dusk. There's still parts of the world where the sun doesn't set all the time. But we still split those up into days and nights. So when God later on day six creates male and female, that doesn't necessarily mean he's creating a binary, you know? Like, there are intersex people that are there. There's, like, we we should, our biologically men and women have, or male and females, have a lot in common. And so that binary is muddy, right. just like everything else. Yeah. So if, if trans people can be included there. Right, and we can read. It I like that. that. This is totally kind of open and opening up, uh, like different views that I haven't thought of before. <laughs> so thank you, Tom, for coming on and bringing these points. It sounds like you've you've learned a lot from like your classes and stuff like that. Are those readings like assigned yeah. and stuff, or do you do it just like well, on your own? Well, I did that one on my own. Um, I it's a my my classes are very research oriented, so I'm given just kind of like a very basic like here's some basic information now go, go yeah. do something with it and go find stuff. So I'm a pretty much allowed to explore whatever I want. <laughs> so if I come back at the end of the semester with a thirty page paper on queer theology, then that's that's acceptable, you know. Yeah, that's what I like about the, that school. It's it's like Jesuits are. At that school, anyway, are willing to look at different. After you're done with that thirty-page paper, you can come back on, you know, if you want. <laughs> yeah, <live> exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone, buckle down. We're gonna listen to this. <laughs> All right. So another question I had for you was, how do you deal with other like LGBT community members who don't view the church or religion positively? Well, I think that with the LGBT community especially, there's a lot of uh, distrust. I wouldn't go as far as saying hatred, though you probably could, uh, of religion, especially the Catholic Church, because, let's be real, the Catholic Church is very homophobic. It's very transphobic. It actively tries to push gay and trans and LGBT queer people out. Yeah. You know? So, like... There's definitely good reason. <laughs> when people tell me that they hate the Catholic Church, Fair. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. in some respects, <laughs> same. <laughs> but at the same time, like, that is my faith tradition. Like, I know plenty of Catholics who are LGBT friendly who go to pride plates. I'm, like, close friends with priests, you know. Like, I, I understand that it's not, like, this monolith. Um, so, I mean, what can you do, you know? <laughs> I know for myself that the church isn't bad, but like, I can't really change anybody's minds. And I'm not, I don't think that's what I'm here to do anyway. You know, just kind of listen to them, you know, I mean, people have good reason. Yeah, that's true. They got their own story, right? Or reason, yeah. So, and a lot of queer people I've noticed have taken like a different approach to spirituality anyway, where they're like, maybe I've met a lot of queer pagans or I've met a lot of, queer people who have their own unique spirituality and I think that's fascinating and I think it's really cool so I mean whatever spirituality connects you with the higher being if you believe in one mm -hmm. that's great you know I love you, it you know what um have you ever read uh what's the book called 
Life of Pi? Have you ever read that? No, I have It's not. pretty cool. Basically, well, I mean, there's a lot of different parts of the story, but like one of the main like points, not points, but just like interesting thing about the main character is he is like actively like Christian, but also Muslim and like oh, cool. studies like, you know, all like some of the major religions and like is part like of those communities. So it's, I thought it was really interesting. That was like one of my favorite books when I was in high school. Cause I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Cause it's a way like for him, like his character, it was a way to, you know, connect with that higher being like on many different levels, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like I read a book kind of, kind of similar and I might, I might butcher this name, but it's called bless me Ultima. Yeah, uh, I've read that yeah. one as well. I love that book so much. He's, I, I just love how he explores all these different traditions, and his grandma is there, and he's learning from her. Oh, I love religion. <laughs> you know, I have to go back, and it's been such a long time since I read that book, but I remember really enjoying it. It was really cool. Yeah, I have to go reread it, too, when I get the chance. Looks like we got some books on our list. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, another question for you is, have you found, like, within your church specifically, have you found other, like, LGBT, like, community members? Yeah. Uh, at my previous church, uh, our music minister was a lesbian. She was married to another woman who also volunteered at the church. Uh, they were there. There, there are some others that I met through them. Um, per, it's a little tricky being like an out Catholic. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I mean, it's just, it just, it is what it is, you know. Uh, there are organizations that meet with other LGBT Catholics from around the diocese, like Dignity Detroit, which advocates for LGBT rights within the Catholic Church, hmm. specifically the Archdiocese of Detroit. And there's also New Ways Ministry, which is like, they call themselves a prophetic group, which advocates more radically, I would say, for um, LGBT rights within the church. We're all about those and, rights. <laughs> yeah, Dignity was actually kind of banned from the Archdiocese of Detroit uh, this past oh. summer <laughs> for, uh, well... The Archdiocese of Detroit is headed by a very conservative archbishop, and he did not appreciate dignity encouraging LGBT people to not to be out, I guess. Oh, okay. They would prefer that, that gay and uh, transgender Catholics not embrace being gay. If like that makes sense, kind of closeted and like kind of pushing well, aside, basically. They they would rather we call ourselves same sex attracted Catholics, <laughs> which I'm I'm not gonna do. <laughs> no. That's so, really like oddly specific. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they don't have a term for transgender people specifically, which is probably a good thing. Uh, but yeah, they ban dignity for not abiding by those rules and encouraging Catholics to be out and to be involved in the gay community as Catholics, which dignity is still around. They're just underground now. 
I mean, yeah. And then there's like some more high profile Catholics like Father Jim Martin, who's an LGBT advocate. Uh, he's a Jesuit. <laughs> and he he wrote a book back in 2017 uh, called Building a Bridge, which is about how Catholics can incorporate LGBT people into the church without, you know, denying that we're gay or denying our humanity or denying our sexualities, which is good. Uh, he's, he, he was pretty ill-informed on trans people, but he's, he's since learned. Like, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he readily admits like, I don't know anything about trans people. <laughs> It's like, well, at least he's saying it, and he's yeah, not trying to not just like pass like it he, off as <laughs> not acting like he so, knows or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but really, I find a lot of Christian LGBT people outside of the church, like the Episcopalian Church, is mm. very queer friendly. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, they allow transgender clergy. They, uh, they're even working on like a a renaming ceremony for trans people <gasps> so that you can. You can have like a sac, like not a sacrament, but you can have like a ceremony in your church to celebrate that you're having your name changed, which is wow, so that's like awesome. Oh my gosh, I would cry. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would definitely cry. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. See, it's nice, you know, you know, churches that are like embracing and like trying to, you know, yeah. be really welcoming and things like that. I really appreciate their perspective on like the divinity of trans experiences, like, like gender euphoria, you know, the spirituality behind that. Like the first time you get gendered correctly or when you hear your name in public or when you finally find the outfit that makes you feel like who you are inside, where is God in those experiences and how could we take those and like make them like religious experiences? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where I want my work to be in the church. And I think the Episcopal Church is doing, they're working towards that. But the Catholic Church is still very far behind. <laughs> they got some catching up to do, right? <laughs> They've got like about a hundred years or so Come of on, catching y'all. up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hurry it up. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tom, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. And have a good night. Bye now.